The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, it, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he pinned me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name, that happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. Welcome in here to the feature episode of the two-man power trip on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always on the two-man power trip, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the one and only JP, John Paz. And today on the show, this feature episode is featuring a guest we've had on our show a couple of times, but maybe never heard like this before as the formerly known as Robbie E. Robert Strauss joins the two-man power trip of wrestling's feature episode to talk about, of all things, the Titan Games on NBC, the Rocks satellite project that he's been working on. Robert Strauss is going to be joining the Titan Games, representing New Jersey in only the way he can. And we're going to hear all about this today on this feature episode, where John had a couple of minutes to sit down with Robert and kind of shoot the breeze and find out what's going on in the world of the formerly known as Robbie E., a guy who's definitely proven himself in professional wrestling, having such an amazing physique, having such a great ability to entertain a crowd and do his thing for many, many years throughout the ranks of professional wrestling. And when you see Robbie E. or you see him as Robert Strauss, you see somebody with an uncanny ability to entertain and actually really is the prototypical perfect pro wrestler because he can talk, he can work, and he can damn sure tell a good story. And he does that over on Why It Ended with our good buddy, Matt Kuhn. And I always said to Robbie, whenever we've had him on the show, he's the perfect podcast guest, but he's proven to be 
one hell of a co-host on why it ended and you can check out why it ended on the mlw radio network obviously mlw being such a asset to professional wrestling podcasting and having so many great shows out there we've covered so many of them we've talked to conan we've talked to court bauer we've talked to so many people behind mlw and mlw shows past and present that it's only fair to give robert strauss this platform yet again to talk about all the amazing things going on in his career, especially how special this Titan Games is on NBC with The Rock. And of course, the Titan Games is a groundbreaking athletic competition debuting January 3rd on NBC. The Rock's project, everything The Rock touches, turns to gold. And obviously, the golden ticket that Robert Strauss received from The Rock to be part of the Titan Games is quite the honor. And we're going to hear all about it here today uh, and we want to thank Robert Strauss again for coming on. A great friend of the show has always been so accommodating. We got the chance to even see him a couple weeks ago in Philadelphia. Such a nice guy, such a great person. So only good things to come for Robert Strauss. So let's get it on over to this feature episode and let's get this show on the road and check out the Titan Games and support Robert Strauss at Robert Strauss on Twitter. And uh, keep the ball rolling there, Robert. You're doing a great job. And we will see you on the flip side with a little bit of a two-man power trip of wrestling feature episode exclusive with Robert Strauss. When we started this, I had one thing in mind. Create the most epic and insane athletic competition ever devised. I wanted this show to be a reflection of my passions. Every challenge these competitors will face is inspired by the workouts that have fueled me. The struggles I've experienced and the disciplines I believe in. This is two elephants in the room fighting here with two titans going like two Tyson's here. See, this is deeper than beef, man. We ain't bison here. This ain't a cold blue. This a crisis here. Okay. We'll be testing more than their strength. We'll test every fiber of their being, mind, body, and soul, and give everyday people a chance to become titans. Titans aren't born, they're made. Right here. It's for the power, power. Joining us on the line right now is a former two-time TNA Tag Team Champion, also a former TNA X Division and TV Champion. This will be the fourth time the former Dad Bod Destroyer, aka current Dad Bod Destroyer, is joining the show, but no longer as Robbie E., but this time as Robert Strauss. Welcome back to the two-man power trip. Hey, what's up, man? And hey, not only is this my fourth time, but it's my third time not being hungover. So we're making progress here. <laughs> I was going to say, I was hoping that you may uh, forget that, but I, I like that you remembered that that first time was a little bumpy. Uh, I mean, it, gives us a, it, gives a, it gives us a good story to remember each other by. It's how we met, you know? <laughs> it is very, very true. And I kind of blame Grado at that, at that point. You were hanging out with him a little too much. Clearly, it's all his fault. So, I mean, but we're good now. We can move forward. <laughs> he, he's a bad influence. I, I'll, I'll say that. I mean, uh, if you just look at him and watch him on TV and wrestling, I think you know that the guy's a bad influence. That's a given. <laughs> now, I, I say formerly, Robbie, you now kind of going towards the Robert Strauss brand. Just tell us a little bit, what is the Robert Strauss brand? Um, so... It was basically just, I felt, you know, Robbie E, it's ran its course, it's kind of played out, Jersey Shore's played out, even though now it's back and it's getting big numbers and it's better than ever, of course, my luck. But 
nonetheless, in, in wrestling, I feel like the Robbie E. characters kind of played out. And while I was still somewhat young, I wanted to just switch it up a little bit. And um, my brother actually gave me the idea of, uh, you know, he said, like, the guy Gary V. You know who Gary V. is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you know, like, no one's really doing, like, a motivational thing like that right now. So I checked out some of his videos and I thought, Gary V, Robbie E, the names work. And then I was going to keep the name Robbie E and do the motivation thing. But then I said, you know what, let me just scratch it completely and use my real name and create this brand and everything. Because everyone is on social media now posting all this positive crap, pretending like they're like this motivation person. And they're basically lying because not everyone's lives are that good, but they pretend that they are on social media. So I said, let me be that guy. Let me tell everyone how, you know, my life's so great and how they could change theirs and be kind of like a Gary B, Tony Robbins kind of guy. So I got the headpiece, the crazy glasses, and, um, you know, I could help you change your life, but really all I want to do is, you know, steal your money. So kind of like my real life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love it. and I, I love kind of, you know, changing it up and being the Robert Strauss brand. I mean, I just love it. You think it's the perfect kind of heel character, if you will, uh, for this day and age? Yeah, because it's every like I said, I mean, it's everywhere. It's all over social media. No one's doing it for the most part. I mean, it's kind of hard to do something in wrestling that no one's doing. Uh, the headpiece to the ring brings kind of like a different dynamic to it. And, um, you know, it could be a baby face. It could be a heel. And it was cool because Tommy Dreamer loved the idea, which is why I debuted it with House of Hardcore, which I thought was a good platform to debut it on. And I got some really cool video shots. Uh, on my social medias and stuff that were filmed by uh, my buddy Steve Credo, who works for Fox 5 News, so he's just got, like, amazing equipment and everything. So the videos are cool, and I just think it's different. So I think it's working in 2018, about to be 2019. So good, and you mentioned Tommy Dreamer liking it. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, considering your history with him. <laughs> I know. It means I'm kind of stuck with him longer than I should be wrestling in House of Hardcore. But, <laughs> yeah, he actually surprisingly, you know, thinks the character's cool and everything without completely burying me and telling me how bad of a human and wrestler and everything else that I am. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's keeping us together longer. Now, you are really picking up a, a lot of steam lately. I mean, obviously, uh, with House of Hardcore and Dream and the Robert Strauss brand, but really on TV, NBC, Titan Games, The Rock. Can you just tell us a little bit about what's going on as far as NBC and the Titan Games? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean I'm mean, i always willing to do or try different things. And, uh, you know, randomly enough, I got reached out to you by the casting from the Titan Games. They saw some of my, you talked about it earlier in my intro, Dad Bod Destroyer videos that I used to do on Muscle and Fitness. And, they saw them on social media, showing you how strong the world of social media is and anything could happen. And they thought they were hilarious, and they liked that I was a fit to a dad. So we had a phone call, and then the next thing I knew, I was, like, on a plane to L.A. for this final uh, fitness challenge. Uh, there was about 120 of us, and then out of those, they chose about half of the cast, and I got it. And um, the crazy thing is, The Rock originally said over 80,000. Now he's saying over 100,000 people applied to be on the show. So it's like one of the most tried out for reality shows in history. So just making it onto it is a huge accomplishment in itself. But, I mean, it, it, the show is phenomenal. It's, it's by makers of American Ninja Warrior. It's American Gladiators on another level. And January 3rd, it debuts. Yeah, NBC's the first episode. Um, it's, it's Thursday nights it's going to be on. And anything The Rock touches, you know, is going to be awesome. So 
and I got to talk to him, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, it is great. Pretty much anything that he touches, especially lately, I mean, it just turns to gold. What's your experience like with him one-on-one, like you said, you got to talk with him? Um, I mean, again, he's the host, the creator of the show. I mean, he was busy. He had a lot going on. His mind is a million things. You know, his dressing room was on the other side. But, you know, I did have to film stuff with him again. He's the host. So in our downtime, we got to BS a little bit about wrestling and stuff. I dropped some names of guys that I figured he would know that I know and, you know, laughed a few times. So, I mean, he was approachable. He was positive, And, you know, he really is a good guy. I mean, so it seems. So it was cool, you know, to interact with him. And I could say I talked to The Rock. He's the only guy in the world that i got a man crush on. I mean, come on. He's going to be the president of the United States one day. <laughs> That is true. And I just feel like it is cool that, that he's got like another wrestler on the show where he can kind of relate to you a little bit as far as not just the fitness guys, but he can be more relatable to you one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, he knew I was a wrestler, obviously. and then, um, But, I mean, I will say they're pushing more on the show that I'm a, a twin dad more than the wrestler thing. But the wrestler thing will be mentioned also. But, yeah, for us to relate and connect a little bit, yeah, it, it made it easier to talk to him for sure. And like you said, I think he appreciated that a little bit because obviously he's got a soft spot for wrestling somewhere. Did he say anything to you about, you know, maybe some advice or something like that as far as wrestling or, or do you guys can get that in depth? Uh, sorry, say that again? Like, did he give you any advice on, on like, your wrestling career, maybe talk a little uh, bit about yourself or not really? No, not really. I mean, to be fair... I mean, I'm sure he never watched me wrestle. <laughs> he, 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 he seemed like he knew who I was, but it's probably because he read the paper a minute before we started talking. But, <laughs> um, no, I mean, we, like I said, it was just more like, hey, you know, the Dudleys or Tommy Dreamer, a few names that we talked about of guys that we knew, and that was pretty much it, you know. Now, on this show, obviously, you know, you have to stay fit, and obviously you're in great shape. Was this show kind of hard for you as far as some of the challenges and some of the things they threw at you? You know, I just didn't know what to expect going into it, so I didn't know how to prepare for it. You you never know on these shows what they're going to throw at you, so I just upped my game in the gym to get as fit as I could be in every way. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I did well considering I was against, like, some of the best athletes in the world. I You know, I kind of hung in there. And, um, yeah, I just – I pushed myself to limits I haven't been – but, I mean, whether an obstacle is 30 seconds or two minutes or three minutes, it's like, wow, man, it was it was some of the most physical and draining things I've ever done in my life for sure. That's why it's like I can't miss show just because there's it, – it's different than all other competition reality shows ever before. And, and the set is, is unbelievable. It's like from the movie 300, like just old and rustic, and it, it, it's enormous. It looked like WrestleMania when I walked onto the set. It's crazy. I love that, that, you know, a wrestler kind of gets thrown in there and they're kind of, you know, doing all these obstacles and stuff. It almost seems like it's the Titan game is almost fit for a guy like you. Or I know you said it was tough and there were some challenges and stuff, but do you think the wrestling aspect helped you along? Because it almost seems very wrestling-oriented, this show. Uh, well, I'll tell you what helped me for sure was the fact that, I, you know, it was in front of a live audience. So the fact that I'm used to being in front of live audiences, you know, that didn't make me nervous. And, you know, playing the cameras and stuff, it almost kind of give, gave me more energy and adrenaline, as where a lot of people were probably pooping their pants, you know, knowing they had to go perform in front of all these people. Because, you know, when you're not used to performing in front of an audience, it's nerve-wracking in itself, let alone the competition. So that, that almost helped me, as where a, a lot of people probably threw them off. So I wouldn't say just wrestling helped. I would just say just anyone who had, like, TV and, you know, 
live audience experience definitely had had an advantage. And with the Robert Strauss brand and NBC and The Rock, this will only kind of up your, your stakes and up your gimmick, I feel like. It's only going to help. Yeah, I mean, it can't hurt, right? I mean, I did CBS Amazing Race. Now I got NBC. I mean, what else do I need? ABC and Fox. I just got <laughs> to land two more uh, networks, and I could say I've been on them all in some way. And, hey, I did, I, you know, I did so well on The Amazing Race. Who knows how I'll do on this show? So you guys got to tune in and find out. But I didn't embarrass myself, I'll tell you that. And on top of that, talk about networks, talk about WWE Network, and you having a WWE tryout not that long ago with the WWE, with NXT, and the Performance Center. The rumors are flying. What was the experience like down there in Orlando at the Performance Center? Um, well, I knew going into it I was going to be treated as an equal. I mean, you know, I had all this experience, but I was going to be with guys with no experience, you know, former NFL players and pro athletes and stuff. So I went into it obviously level-headed, whatever you know I had to do, and it was it was rough. It's hard to go back and run the ropes and do basic bumps, you know, stuff that you learn over that I learned over 18 years ago, and you got to do it again like the beginner way, you know, because you have your own flair on it now. So I, you know, it's hard to go back to that. Not, not to mention I had to push myself cardio-wise, you know, to do all these crazy fitness things we were doing. Um, but again, I kept up. I was the oldest person there at 34, now I'm 35, and then I was the smallest person there also. So, again, it was kind of like all odds against me, but I hung in there and I did really well. And, you know, WWE is obviously my ultimate goal and where I would like to end up. So, yeah, I was proud of how good I did. I think they thought I did well, and we'll see what happens in 2019, you know. You were obviously the, the biggest names that come out of there, too. I mean, there are some other names that, that pop up and some female talent names that pop up. But I was like, not shocked, but I was surprised. They're like, wow, they, uh, a guy that's been in the business 20 years, they kind of put him through the ringer almost to kind of maybe test you a little bit to see if you're still humble. I don't know if you got that sense. Like, it's like maybe they shouldn't have went about it that way, but it was kind of cool in a way that you were so humble about it. You're like, all right, you want me to do that? I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, it's the process, you know. I mean, not everyone. I mean, clearly not everyone. They obviously bring guys right, bring some guys right to NXT. But there have been a lot of experienced guys that still had to go through, you know, these tryouts. Um, but, again, man, you know, I'm, I'm level-headed. I mean, I, there's no ego in wrestling. It doesn't matter if you've been wrestling a day or 40 years. And, you know, anybody at any time can make it or be a star. So you had to go into it like that. It was an opportunity, and I, I, I made the best of it. And, um, yeah, I, I didn't mind going through the process. It's just, you know, it was – but coming out of it, like I said, I was – I found a new side of myself that I haven't – I found an old side of myself, I should say, that I haven't had in a while that I, you know, I haven't pushed myself like that. And it was good that that and the Titan Games kind of happened at the same time because it really – I was able to train for both of them and get in great shape at the same time. So I kind of killed two birds with one stone, which hmm. helped a lot. That's great, and you know you've been in the business a very long time. It's almost twenty years that you've been wrestling. But what did you think of the performance center, state of the art, almost NFL like facility? Oh, dude! I mean, yeah, and, and it's not just kissing butt. I mean, the the place is amazing. Um, the the staff is amazing. You know, it just everything that's put into it is just so like top notch. It, it, it's it's the way it should be, I guess. And that's why the fact that there's, you know, supposedly rumors and stuff of them opening up, opening them up like all over the world in different countries and stuff. I mean, that's just so cool to be able to have these little performance centers everywhere. Just um, almost like a, 
uh, I mean, like a college or something. I, I, don't, I don't know what I would compare it to, but, you know, it's just cool that they have them at different places all around the world. And, you know, but the Orlando one will always be the OG, the original. And, um, yeah, I just think it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and, like, it's changed, like, the scope of, like, wrestling. Um, but did you ever get a chance to, like, did you ever do a tour of it or anything? Did you ever see inside? No, no, I just watched a couple of those documentaries that they did on it, and I just went through it. It's like, oh, my God, it's like looking at one of those, like, New York Giants, like, training facilities where they kind of go all out, and it, it was seen on, uh, on the documentaries and stuff. Yeah, and I think they're actually even, or they might have already since I've been there, but they were even making it a little bigger and, like, knocking some more walls out and building some more stuff. But, the, you know, I say it's like college in the fact that, yeah, you're, you're doing fitness stuff, but then you have promo rooms, you have meeting rooms, you have character development rooms. There's all, like, this crazy, funky stuff, locker, beautiful, beautiful locker rooms, and it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable, man. It really is. Now, when you're there and they, they kind of make you cut the promo and stuff, are you doing it as the Robert Strauss brand, or are you kind of just doing a generic promo? Uh, I chose to do the Robert Strauss brand. I mean, it was really up to you, but, you know, I you know me. My one strong thing has always been character stuff, and, you know, I chose to – you never know what they're going to be looking for or what they want, but I said, you know what, this is me. This is who I believe in. I believe in myself as a character in pro wrestling, and it's what I'm good at, so let me just go with my gut, and that's what I did. And I think it went well, you know. I did a. I feel I did a great promo. I think they were happy with it, and it was different than everyone else there. Which that's key in wrestling and key in life. You always want to be different. That's how you stand out. It's a hundred percent on that. I, I totally agree. And the one thing about NXT and, and the guys that kind of come in and out of there, it always seems like they need like a veteran presence for a lot of these guys because a lot of them are, are, are green and a lot of them are young and a lot of them are just kind of being trained. I think, you know, call me crazy on this one, but I think you'd be a perfect fit for NXT because a 20-year veteran, but still in great shape, still can go, still has a great character, and still is cutting amazing promos. I just think that you would be a perfect fit for NXT and kind of helping some of these younger guys along. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I it's I a thousand percent agree. You know, I would uh, I would love to be a part and know my role. I mean, like you said. I've been doing it almost 20 years. I'm 35 years old now. It's not about I, – I, I want to be a part of the show and I want to give back. I do feel I'm very knowledgeable in wrestling. I've wrestled all over the world and everything, eight years TV experience. So I think I could help a lot of the younger guys. And, you know, I don't have an ego. And I would love to connect in wrestling in that way of just helping guys get better. And even an eventual, you know, trainer or anything like that, it's, it's something that I think I would take pride in, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, as they always say, you know, things open up and things close. And I've been noticing about your podcast, which is very, very famous, why it ended with Robbie and MLW. And it's almost like all these doors are opening, but I'm hoping that this isn't true. But it seems like a door may be closing because I'm seeing that we only have two episodes left on, on why it ended. I'm seeing Ahmed Johnson, which is just amazing because that crazy nut is, is finally uh, doing an interview with somebody and I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> But then it says, if this is the second to last episode, the last episode is going to be with Robbie E. What is going on with the Wyatt Ended podcast? Um, that's kind of, you got to tune into that last episode to find out the spoiler. I can't reveal that. <laughs> I can tell you all fair, but I can't tell the fans. <laughs> they got to tune in and you got to find out the big surprise. But um, you know, everyone will be happy with it. Don't worry. Just tune in to that last episode. Wednesdays, ML, uh, like you said, MLW uh, and everywhere you can get iTunes, the uh, podcast drops. 
this coming week is Ahmed. Last week was uh, David Arquette. And, um, yeah, I can't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say this, though. Ahmed Johnson, was that a uh, crazy fun episode, or is he still uh, kind of nuts? No, I mean, definitely tune into it. it. It was crazy. I mean, he's brutally honest, but he was, a, he was a great guy. He was, you know, into doing the interview, and he enjoyed it and everything. So it was a good time. He's a really good dude. But but, but you're going to get – you're going to hear some things that you're just going to kind of have to rewind and listen again and be like, did he just say that? <laughs> uh, he is he, he is a, an absolute nut. I mean, there's so many stories of him and, you know, no showing events and not doing this. So it is great that – why it ended finally we'll figure out with him why it ended this is true this is true and he like i said he does re- reveal some cool things on there you have thought so it's worth a listen for sure and what was it like with uh, david arquette because we know david pretty well and, and he's a crazy guy great guy but it is funny that he's getting back into wrestling business trying to avenge himself if you will um, well, the podcast with him was great. I mean, he definitely is a tell-all kind of guy. Also, I mean, there was a few times where he goes, "I don't know if I shouldn't be say- if I should be saying this." So you know what that means. I mean, he's saying mm-hmm. like the stuff that he shouldn't be. But and then the week before at House of Hardcore, I wrestled him, and he's just he's so down to earth. I mean, he knows his role, and it's like at this point, guys need to give him a break. I mean, he's had more matches and been in the business longer. If you count up his months back then and his months now, then he's you know. Than, than most new guys at a wrestling school. You know what I'm saying? So he's certainly paid his dues. And after the whole, like, deathmatch thing that went down in California, it's kind of just like, give the guy a break. He's earned his stripes. You know, we like you. You're nice. We know you're doing it for a good reason. Plus, he's bringing some press. He got a few guys on TMZ and this and that. So he's helping wrestling get its name out there. Absolutely. And the thing about him, I don't think people realize this, he's so down to earth. He's so cool. He had, uh, through, uh, through us, through the two had power trip, we had him do a convention, and he asked me, he said, hey, do you know any wrestling trainers, you know, down in uh, the Virginia area? I want to do some training and stuff. So I got him hooked up with a trainer, and he, when I walked in, he was sweeping the ring, and he was sweeping the floor. I was like, um, what the hell's going on here? He's like, I'm just one of the guys. I was shocked. I couldn't believe that he was just acting like it was his first day. And I was like, did that guy know he was in Scream and ready to rumble? This guy's sweeping the ring. Does he know he was a former world champion? Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> He knows his role. Like, you know, he grew up in Hollywood, so I don't think he realizes how big of a star he is. And he just, uh, yeah, I mean, he knows he, he, he's smart enough, as much as he seems out there, he's smart enough to know that he's starting fresh and brand new here and whatever, you know, so. Yeah, just really, really cool stuff. And, of course, you got to give us some plugs for why it ended. It's just, again, where everybody can listen to it. And please give us some plugs on your social media. Just kind of give us an all-encompassing plugs that you got going on um at robert strauss brand on twitter and instagram and then at white ended on twitter and instagram and um yeah that's it you know follow me check the podcast out on wednesdays and uh we'll see what 2019 brings thanks for having me on man yeah no problem and just one last question for you because you know you're you're doing so much titan games we talked about on nbc definitely got to check that out with the rock uh, MLW with the Wide Ended Podcast. I mean, headed down the Performance Center. Where do you see yourself in, in a couple of years? You know, 2019 might be your kind of re-breakout year, if you will. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, you, you never know where life's going to bring you, especially wrestling life. But I, I would hope, you know, I would love to connect with WWE. So, and then we'll see what comes from this Titan Game show. 
So, you know, the Robert Strauss brand will be around. I'm moving on. I'm moving on up. I'm moving on to bigger and better things. Stay tuned. Awesome stuff. Well, Robert Strauss, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we look forward to seeing not only on the Titan Games, not only a wide-ended, but possibly, you know, in the world of the WWE. Thank you very much, dude. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.